Welcome to the Must Love Self Podcast. My name is Carly Israel, and I'm your host. Every week, I get to interview a beautiful, courageous, strong woman who is willing to share her ugly and beautiful with the world. Must Love Self is a podcast, a movement, and a decision. It is about women lifting other women up, women holding each other women accountable, and women finding their way along this path. I hope you enjoy. La, 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 la. Tina and I have been talking. I've got Tina Clark on here. She's a shamanic healer and Reiki master. Will you say hello to everybody? Hey, everyone. I'm excited to be here and I'm already bonding with Carly. Yeah. So we're having fun. I've already had tears of joy in my eyes, so I can't wait to start. I want to first ask you why you said yes to this conversation. I think personally, I've always struggled with self-love too, and it's a journey and it's, it's something that you continually work on. And, you know, I come from my, an ancestry where I'm on Filipino on my mother's side, and they're very blunt and critical of look. And I'm half American, half Filipino. So I don't look like anybody really in my family. So I stand out like a sore thumb. And I really felt that growing up. And so I am still working on this stuff. So if you feel like you haven't overcome it, just by my background, I'm always working on my crap. If you, it's okay. It's a journey. It, you'll, you'll get there. Just keep working at it. I love that. And I think that we're all going to still be working on it. So with that in mind, with the understanding that there is no end game for this, where would you rate yourself today in these three areas? One is my inner voice is really unkind to me. 10 is my inner voice either leaves me alone or is kind to me when it comes to your body image. What would you give yourself a rating today with your inner voice? I would say a four. What are the kind of, if you don't mind sharing areas that your inner voice is not kind about in this area? Just physically, I'm heavier than I would like to be. So it'd be like, oh, your butt's big. Oh, your stomach's big. You don't look your best. Those kind of comments. Do you know what's so interesting when I hear you speaking, the, in, what your inner voice sounds like? To me, it sounds like what I imagine was said to you or was said around you or was said about themselves when you were growing up and she's shaking yeah. her because right. I actually, right. I actually heard this woman the other day and it kind of blew the top of my head off about our inner voice. And she is farther along on the journey than us. She's 77. She's done a ton of inner voice stuff. And she says she's best friends with her inner voice. And I was like, oh, that's great. You lucky you. And she <laughs> said that her inner voice, she actually explained it like this has only, uh, it's a one trick pony and it comes from shame and is only trying to protect her, but it doesn't know how to do it in a loving way. So it does it in that voice of the people in our life. Like if you had a mother or father that was like, don't wear that. It looks horrible because they don't want you to be made fun of. And so our inner voice would say things to us like you don't look your best or the things that you just shared. And it's actually trying to make it so we don't have to hear that from somebody else in the world. And it's doing it like a horrible parent would do it. But I didn't know that. And until she said that, I was like, whoa, because my dad is like that. Like he loves me, but he like his delivery is shit. And when he does it, it's like, so I'm like, ow, ow, that hurts so much. But it's 
but his only job is like keep her safe. And I never considered it like that. But I want to say to my inner voice today and to yours, like, we've got this, like, we actually know better than you. And yes, you might judge what I physically look like, but on the inside, I'm perfect. Can you see those differences? Yeah, I actually think we're perfect right now, physically, inside and out. Yes, And that there's purposes to uh, what our bodies are doing right now, our weight, whatever it is, um, is trying to teach us something. So I was continually told I was big growing up and I was actually tall. It wasn't the correct word to use, but I heard it so many times. I hate the word to this day. <laughs> and my daughters are tall and I will ne- never let anybody use the word big around them. I correct them every time. I'm glad you do that because no one did that for you and you know what it feels like. And there's certain trigger words for each of us that when we hear them, it it brings us back to a place where we felt not seen and not heard and hurt and hurting. And what I've been learning along the way, as I'm doing these interviews with all these amazing women is that as a gender, women have been told not to be big, not to take up space, to be teeny and quiet and still and yes, and I'll do whatever you want. And that's just not the way I'm made up. Like, that's not my flavor. Oh, but, me too. Right. But oh, we didn't know. No. <laughs> like, I didn't know that that's okay. And so I want to know where you are today in terms of your inner voices, judgment of your work. I don't feel less worthy. Good at all. The other thing I want to say about our family criticizing the way we look, it's more a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And their patterns that have been passed down, especially through the women in the family, and they haven't broken them. Okay, so they're they're just criticizing you with a lack of awareness that they're just repeating a bad pattern that their mother did to them or their grandmother did to them. So you know what? be bigger than the pattern, rise above the pattern and stop it. So I've stopped it. You know, I'm very careful. I don't, you know how women like criticize themselves to each other. I never say anything bad about my, at least I've got a handle on that. I never say anything about the way I look and, you know, about how anyone else looks. I never go there. They don't hear that at all. Your daughters. Oh no. So you've completely broken that pattern. Yeah. So I have a question. What does that, that Tina that knows that knows her worth say to the part of you that only thinks you're a four in your body stuff? It's a disconnect for sure. Yeah. I I'm, I'm exploring this right now. So this is perfect timing. You ever heard of Louise Hay? Oh yeah. Okay. She says that weight means you feel unsafe. So I've been exploring this concept of feeling unsafe. And so right now I'm working with a hypnotherapist and we've narrowed down some of my unsafeness to a fear of fire, believe it or not, a fear of fire, because I've died horrendously in many lives via fire. And I've always had a fear. If you have a fear since childhood of something, it's another life. It's, it's other lives. It's, there's, there's no rational explanation for it. So we're exploring that. And so For him, he guided me in a journey where I would meet Pele, the volcano goddess of Hawaii, right? She gave me her fire and she lit me up. And he said, your fire is your power. 
and you need to come into your power mm. and not be afraid. That's where I think this is going. So I'm kind of exploring that. So there's always a bigger meaning, a higher meaning to everything. And we just have to figure it out. And sometimes we have to go outside of ourselves and get help to figure it out. I want to know what you would give your rating for your voice today to advocate for yourself. In all areas of life, personal business, I would give it a 10. Awesome. Has it ever been low? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have evolved. Trust me. I used to be a former people pleaser. I used to, my throat chakra was just mm -hmm. blocked. I had sore throats, canker sores, you name it, because I wasn't asking for what I wanted. I wouldn't express my feelings to people. And I've overcome that. So no, I'm 110% advocating for myself. I can't wait to hear how that happened. But before we do that, I would love if you wouldn't mind if we could go to those alpha females, your ancestors, the blunt, critical discussion of what it was like growing up with the women around you and what you learned or were told or saw about what women or girls were supposed to be like or not be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So my mother is the alpha female of, of the family. She's completely different from everyone else, but it's almost like she went overboard. You know, I'm definitely alpha you know, but I don't go around dominating everybody all the time. It's just if you try to come into my space and dominate me, I'm going to push back hard. That's the kind of alpha I am. I think women, they've been torn down. And when they're insecure, at least in my family, they're trying to take your power away when they criticize you. And they're trying to trigger you and maybe unconscious. I'm not saying this is conscious. And this could be a pattern, like I said, that's been repeated. I, I believe in delivering it back because once you fight back, they, they feel it's unpleasant. So if you're silent and say nothing, they haven't learned anything. And I believe in teaching people. And, you know, if I have to teach you how to behave, I will. I love that so much. I have a question in regards to that. You mentioned that because your father is American and your mother was an immigrant here, you said that you kind of, no one knew what you were. Like you stood out, you didn't feel like you fit in. Did you feel like that in school also, or was it just in your family? Yeah, I, I feel that physically and gosh, this goes beyond that spiritually. Definitely. I'm not like other people. I don't really blend in anywhere physically except for Hawaii. That's why I enjoy going there because people are like, are you local? And I'm like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but I was always, you know, people would try to guess. It's like a guessing game. What are you? Where are you from? And I was always like, I'm half Filipino and I'm half American. You know, it's always important for me to make that clear. And culturally, where I grew up in New York, people were nosy and they would ask you a lot of questions. And I live in the South now and nobody bothers me about it. <laughs> well, it's none of their, your business. Yes, it is. And people, people mind their business here and I love it. So what was it like when you were growing up with the women about body stuff and about how women were supposed to behave? Was there anything culturally that was brought on to you? Women are supposed to be petite and small. Behavioral wise, my mom broke the mold. If she wanted me to be quiet and submissive, that, that, that didn't really work. 
So I wasn't rebellious as a young person. I was actually very obedient because I was trying to stay out of trouble. But once I hit 18 and everything, I was like, no, this is what I'm doing. You know, I can tell you the truth or I can lie to you. Which one do you want? But I'm still going to go do it. What do you think gave you that ability to finally be real and be you at that point? I think my parents talked about 18 being an adult. Like, oh, you're an adult now and you should be able to take care of yourself and you can have a boyfriend when you're 18. (laughs) You know, like I followed that role, but, you know, and I was like, okay, well, I'm 18. This is what I'm going to do. Will you tell us how you evolved? You mentioned when when I asked you about your voice that you're a 10 today, but it used to be low and you used to be a former people pleaser. What helped you shift into the power you have today? It's interesting because in in my career, I was always very flexible. And I realized people don't respect that. And I had to learn the hard way that I would get the crappy jobs or assignments because nobody wanted them. And I was being flexible. So I learned that working for the government. But yeah, I, I really had to work on myself. I had no voice. I wouldn't ask for what I wanted. I didn't want to, I wanted to be flexible, but I find that that wasn't serving me and nobody else was doing that for themselves. So I actually had to become a little more selfish. Well, isn't it funny? We call it funny that we call it selfish because selfish does not have a good rap, but it's really, you weren't selfish. You just became someone who used their voice. Right. But I think the selfish is the old idea of this is selfish, but it's actually not. Right. I became more opinionated about what I wanted, more assertive about what I wanted, not being afraid to state that to someone. I mean, it was so bad. I wasn't even asking for more ranch on my dressing. So baby steps, I start would go out and I'd be like, this is what I want. Can you adjust it for me? And now I ask for what I want all the time. And if someone says no, I'm shocked. I know because you were so clear and not even mean about it. And nobody cares. The waitress doesn't care if you want more ranch. If you're kind, it's fine. Right. I was a waitress for six years. <laughs> I love when people tell me what they want. My my job is to make you happy, right? And so what's so interesting is, have you ever seen the old movie When Harry Met Sally? I love that movie. And it was filmed in my neighborhood on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. So I love that movie too. And I used to back in the day when there wasn't a pandemic and when I would go to a restaurant and I would order, I order like Sally because I have like a ton of food things I can't have because I destroyed my body for so long. Whenever I would do it, I would apologize for myself in front of the people before I even started. I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be like this. And I used to be called high maintenance. And I was like, I'm not high maintenance. I just know what I want. It looks like that, but it's actually not. I know exactly what I want. It's actually super easy. You just have to do this. And then it's awesome. My goal is to be spiritually flexible. When life happens, I don't stay stuck in, oh my God, why is this happening? I just kind of pivot. Oh yeah. That's my, my goal. I want to pivot with you. And I want to ask you, what is it like to be the mother of daughters? Because I only have boys. So I'm wondering what it's like for you. Have you been mindful about approaching them with all these areas? How do you do that? They're both hitting puberty now. So that's really challenging. They really go within and become very self-conscious when puberty starts. So that little conversation 
confident little girl goes away. <laughs> and then you kind of mourn that for a while and hope it comes back. But I'll tell you a very validating story. So recently, our school district sent out a survey about bullying. And it said it asked, has your child been bullied? And I actually didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty sure it didn't happen. But I went to both my daughters, they're 14 and 10. And I asked the 14 year old and she's like, no, no one, no one's bullied me. I was like, okay, good, good. And I went to my 10 year old and she says, really forcefully, no one bothers me. They don't bother me at all. And I was like, yeah, this is good. So I've always brought them up like they know what bullying is. So we've talked a lot about that. But just standing up for yourself is the only way to stop bullying. And I said, if you need to defend yourself, I'm always going to have your back. And you know, sometimes they're like, well, mom, I might get in trouble. And I said, you know what, you defended yourself, I will back you up. Don't worry about it. And they've never had to. I've had those discussions with my boys. And I've said, look, if at this school, they call me in in front of you, and we have a discussion, I'm going to agree with them. So we can be done. And then I'm going to come home and take you for ice cream. Because (laughs) if you right, if you have to stand up for yourself in the way that we do it, right? So I've got three boys. So when they were little, I said to them, because I don't believe in no hitting, like they're kids, they're gonna I mean, I wrestled all the oh, time with my brother. Wait till middle school. They can't keep their hands of off course. of each other. It's nuts. Right. So I said to them, the way that we train each other in our house is you can't hit heads and you can't hit private parts, but otherwise everything else is open. And w- if one kid is bothering the other kid, I have always said to them, give your brother a warning, use your voice and say, if you keep doing that, I'm going to X, Y, Z. And mm-hmm. you can do the same thing at school. If someone keeps at it, give them one warning. So you use your words. You don't have to start with hands. And if they don't listen, go for it. Like, I will back you up. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just interested. I think that we raise them the same. I, I just always am mindful as a mother of sons, not daughters. Is it overwhelming with all that's around them? Social media images about girls today? Well, my 14 year old, she has a lot of male friends. And of course, they probably have crushes on her. But she seems to do a good job of keeping that at bay. But I have told her they mess with her, they're gonna have to mess with me. And she has delivered that to them. She said, my mom, don't mess with me because my mom is going to come after you basically. I love it. Be a little scary. Good to be a little scary. Never hurt anybody. I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't done anything. I just delivered. This is this is the way it is. There's a line here. You cross it. There'll be consequences. I am with you. (laughs) I want to know if you'll share with us your quote that you wanted to use today. So my one of my quotes is be the change that you want in the world by Gandhi. And what about it do you love? I just think if there's something that you want to change that you're unhappy about, take action toward that, whatever that might be. Don't just sit there and bitch and moan on Facebook. We're over it. I love that because this morning in my meditation, I heard this. They said, you can choose between reasons or results. You can either give reasons why things can't happen, or you can work through it and around it and get results. And I love that. I like that kind of black and white clarity. So everything is energy. So if you're putting energy toward change, you're creating a momentum toward that. You may not see results right away, but if you're not clearing out what's not serving you and allowing energy to propel you toward what you want, 
then you're stuck. And I see a lot of those people as clients. I can imagine. I'm going to invite you to lightning round. You ready? Yeah. I want you to think of one of the lowest points you've had in your life. You have it? Yeah. What would you say to her then as the woman you are today? I would say if you're grieving for your father, which was my lowest point, that you are allowed to grieve in any way possible. And if people don't understand it or don't support you, it's more about them than you. What would your 80-year-old self say to you now? She would say, keep going. You're going to live a really long life and you're going to change the family dynamic and your descendants for generations to come and the ripple effects of what you're doing. You'd have no idea the impact of it. That gives me chills even in this hot, hot weather we're in. (laughs) What does it mean to be beautiful? It means being authentically you, being true to yourself and owning your power and everything that you have within yourself on this planet right now. That's beautiful. What does it mean to be a strong woman? It means honestly looking at yourself, being aware of what your positives and negatives are and working on your negatives and your weaknesses and always working on yourself. What would you like others to say about you? I would like them to say that Tina went big. Hmm. And she always looked at the big picture and that she helped make the planet a better place. You took that word that you didn't like and you made it better. Go big or go home. Yeah, that's right. If you found out you only have six months left to live, what would you want to do with the rest of your time? Travel. Where's the first place you want to go? Hawaii, probably, because Hawaii's calling me right now. Well, I think you need to answer. I know, but I looked into it this morning, actually, um, going out there, but they have some vaccination restrictions and. Oh, so much, right? I'm like, all right, maybe I'll wait, but I I feel it too. Cause I ask this question to every single woman and I would say 95% say they want to travel. And I'm like, what am I waiting for? And then I look into it and it's so expensive and then there's COVID stuff and it's just such a block. Yeah. If I was on the West coast, shoot, I'd be in Hawaii twice a year, but it's a big deal to come from the East coast. So I am traveling. I'm going to Montana next month and I'm going to Arkansas. That's very exciting. Doing spiritual trip, just not across an ocean. Are they spiritual trips like you're going to go to a place to do your shamanic stuff or what are you? That's so. Uh, yeah. I just want to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> Last words. You get one piece of advice for every woman to hear. What do you want to tell them? Take back your power. How do others find you? Um, online. Uh, my website's Tina Kinney Clark with an E dot com. I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page is Divine Feminine Healing of Charleston. I also have started a podcast in April. It's called My Weirdest Experience. It's cool, unusual stories of healing, paranormal, synchronicity type stories. Include all this in the episode notes. Thank you so much for being on here. This was so much fun. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
if you are willing to rate, review, and share with your people, it makes such a difference for others to find it. And if you wanted to check out my memoir, Seconds and Inches, it's available on Amazon as an audiobook with me narrating, a paperback, and digital. I promise you, you will love it. Have an awesome day. And one more thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. La, 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 la,